What is up, Alex City, and welcome back to Spokecast Extra AF. Today, you're joining me for a very special show to support TEDx Spokane. TEDx Spokane is back for its 11th year and is uh, sharing big ideas from our community. Uh, Over the last decade, TEDx Spokane has become a platform to elevate voices, share stories, and challenge thinking surrounding technology, entertainment, and design. 10 speakers will be joined on the TEDx Spokane stage at the Bing Crosby Theater on October 8th at 6.30. Uh, You can get your tickets at TEDxSpokane.com. And uh, yeah, tickets are just $30 a piece. Go get your tickets before you even listen to the show. Just stop what you're doing and just go buy your tickets to the TEDx Spokane because we're going to just talk about how great this event is and how it got started. On the podcast, I am joined with Mark and Suzanne Ostersmith to talk about all that TEDx has to offer. Uh, Mark has been a board member of Northwest TEDx Talks since 2016. His wife, Suzanne Ostersmith, founded and is the current director of academic dance program at Gonzaga University. Suzanne also gave a TED Talk on leveraging passion in uh, 2013. And so she talks about her experience with that as well. But they both came to the studio and uh, sat down with me to talk about all that TEDx is about and what an amazing event it is here locally. Talked a little bit about the history of it and what it means to our Spokane community and why it's important to have events like TEDx talk here in Spokane. It's a very unique event. I'm, I'm sure you've all heard the saying, after someone goes, gives a long, passionate speech when they say, welcome to my TED Talk, you know, that's where it comes from, is from these talks. And TEDx Spokane is the independent version of that. And definitely, like, if you are interested at all of learning more about what TED Talks is about, go and just Google TED Talk and you'll be able to find a topic that you'll find entertaining to listen to. I mean, they they range from a variety of topics, but they all typically get to the source of being passionate and trying to change, you know, the world around you through different teachings and stories. It's definitely something that if you've never watched or experienced, you should definitely go watch and find a TED Talk that you enjoy. But more importantly... There is a live event here in Spokane that you should definitely go and enjoy. It is October 8th at 6.30 at the Bing Crosby Theater. Like I said, you can go get tickets at TEDxSpokane.com. Please, let's support this event. Let's fill up the Bing and uh, make it a super successful event for the organizers and uh, and keep this event coming back uh, year after year. And, you know, I even put out there in this uh, episode, you know... Spokane's becoming a, a bigger city, a more international city. There's no reason to think that in the next 10 to 20 years that we couldn't host a big TED Talk international event uh, here in Spokane. So let's uh, dream big and please enjoy this show with Mark and Suzanne Ostersmith. Peace. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Suzanne and Mark. Am I, it's Suzanne, right? Suzanne Okay, it's Mark. not Susie or anything no, like that. No, okay. no, Suzanne. <laughs> Suzanne and Mark. Thank you so much for being on uh, the podcast Absolutely. with me today. Spokast Extra AF. Uh, we're here to talk about TEDx Spokane. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we do that, you're both. I, I, I kind of did a little bit of background research on you both. You graduated from Gonzaga or you just worked there? I just worked there. Okay. Yeah. But you're alumni of UW. I went to UW, correct. And is, are you happy that they're that Gonzaga and UW are now playing each other again? Saving our marriage. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm not so happy they play in basketball. The med school has been a good sell for yeah. us that okay. uh, we can agree to, to be cohorts in that. So, so <laughs> Yay for that, the med school. The med school has been a great thing for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited that, I mean, I, I am excited that UW and uh, Gonzaga are playing each other again. It was a much needed game basketball game i'm a big gonzaga basketball fan okay uh, and and after this podcast you'll be a big gonzaga dance fan yes absolutely yes. okay <laughs> how long have you been in spokane what's your history in 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 this city <laughs> yeah so well, good so i grew up here my parents moved here during expo oh wow uh, my mom is a spokaneite and uh, my dad was a uh, physician getting out of the army and so we moved back here and he, he went into private practice so i grew up here went to all the you know i, I always you know Ask where'd you go to high school? So I went to LC. Okay. Go, go Tigers. <laughs> went to Seattle, went to the UW, and then met Suzanne. And his life changed. <laughs> uh, as it does. <laughs> <laughs> and we got married and spent our first year in Central and South America doing um, volunteer work, which is oh. part of what my TED Talk is yeah. about. And then um, we you know, settled into Seattle and said, okay, this is going to be home. Um, so we stayed there through the 90s um, and had our two sons. And then we found that we kept coming to Spokane every, mm. maybe twice a weekend even because Spokane rocks and because P- Mark's parents rock. They're wonderful mm. human beings. So at one point we said, you know what? Ooh, I think we need to live in Spokane. So we moved here in 98, oh, way wow. back then, yeah. and have been here ever since. And I know you haven't asked the question yet, but we're at the stage in life where it's like, okay, kids are grown. They're making their life. We could do anything. We could go anywhere. Yeah. And we want to be in Spokane. Yeah. What what brought you here? Like, you just loved it here? Like, just what what are your, like, hobbies that this, like, really coincide with what Spokane is? <laughs> are you outdoor? Are you, like, yeah. outdoorsy Skiing, people? absolutely. <laughs> Tell them about the Hiking, waterfront. The waterfront. Miss, missing water. Yeah. Oh, that was always so funny when we moved back, when we moved over here in 98 and all of our friends in Seattle kept saying, oh, are you missing the water? And we just kind of would crack up at that because, yeah, I mean, there's a sound and all. But here we have so many lakes and rivers. And so we live on the water here far more than we ever did over in Seattle. That's so so. true. We have Mm -hmm. so many lakes. We do. Like it's so fun. Accessibility. My family has a cabin out on, on Sashin. Nice. And but it's but we have so many lakes that when so when you say like where's your lake at I'm, I will hear a, a new lake all the time exactly. that I've never heard True. of in my life and then but I always do like oh yeah I've I've heard of that lake because <laughs> <laughs> I just like I don't want to play I don't want to be like the person who doesn't know where those lakes at that's right. no. <laughs> but that's it I mean. We did change the title of the city from near nature near perfect to something new, but I feel like that is. Spokane in a nutshell is just like mm. there's so much here the seasons are amazing absolutely I mean yeah. I, I don't need to talk about how amazing Spokane is because this what this podcast is all about but uh but where did where did your kids go to school even if they went to um they went to St. George they went to St. George's up north yeah so we raised our kids up actually up in Chatteroy oh. um out on 
out on the land, and uh, then they went to St. George's and went off to college and did their lives, and now we live in Brown's Edition. We're big fans of Brown's. Yeah, Brown's is such a, a such a. I mean, the history of Brown's is so amazing. It is like it's the the how like this the, the neighborhood itself and just all the old houses not old houses but the historic houses mm-hmm. that are there uh and it really just has a really good vibe now it does it's a great community a whole variety of human beings all living together yeah i enjoy it <laughs> do you did you downsize and move into a condo or do you or did you have a house in browns we're very lucky to have a cute little house in browns yeah 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 it's a it's a fun place to walk through uh before we get into like the the guts of the show and we i really want to play a game i do this to kind of like help warm up my guests mm-hmm. and it's a name association it's the spokane uh or actually spokast xraf hot list and it's a name association game where i'm gonna say some words and then you're gonna say the first word that comes to mind as it relates to spokane and you're both gonna play each each of the words okay uh and and then we keep it short and sweet like we don't really we don't talk about it i'll i might talk about it a little bit after we get done with the game but uh because i i want to touch on some couple things but i don't want to we used to get into each one of these categories and like to have a conversation about it but like then we realized we were going on for like 40 minutes about (laughs) all these different things and i just wanted to make it a game so the first word is park city utah riverfront Well, Spokane, wait a minute. Yeah, uh, as it I relates, know it is. Oh, no, I still, that's, that's, that's what came to my head. No, no worries. Okay. <laughs> Coffee. Starbucks. Oh, that French press in the kitchen. Mm. Any type of blend or any type of coffee? Dark. Mm. Music venue. Um, uh, what's just down the street from us? Um, the oh, the knitting factory. No, 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 which, no, no, no. Um, it closed and now it reopened, and one of our alumni owns Lucky it. Lucky Club. Lucky you. Lucky, Lucky you. you. Yes, Ow. you can edit all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lucky you. Beer. Mark. No lie. <laughs> uh, burger. Mm. Beyond meat. Yeah, vegetarian. I was gonna say. Mm. Sweet treats. Mm, peppermint sticks. Skittles. Mm. Happy hour. Lucky you. I was thinking the um, safari room. Mm. Mm. Um, that's a bit. That's a tough pill in our house. When it, they used to do the half off, right? And they don't do the half off anymore. Dang it! And we used to go get our. Are dirty martinis and uh, <laughs> can't afford. I can't afford it anymore. Um, artist, me. <laughs> it's great. You better say me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> First thing that came is Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breakfast or brunch? Brown's Bistro. Mm, yeah, Brown's Bistro. Event. Spring dance concert at Gonzaga University. Mm. End of April. Get your tickets now. <laughs> uh, the Max Art Fest. Oh yeah, mm. and then uh, finally pizza. Pacific, oh, Pacific pizza. pizza. Yeah, Pacific's great. Uh, we love Brown's Edition. I've had some late nights eating their pizza <laughs> <laughs> uh, after after going to Lucky You and uh, perfect. Keeping it local. I do want to talk about. So you're. A, we're not going to really have too much time to talk about. You're, you're a, a dancer and an artist. Uh, you do a lot in that uh in that realm yeah and 
I want to talk about you're the professor of dance at Gonzaga. I am. I'm the director of the dance program. Oh, at director of the, yeah, and you founded it. I did in 2000. Yeah. Wow, that's am- amazing. So it didn't exist before you. No, they had dance classes, maybe one or two a semester. Not really. Oh, okay. Um, there's been a various history over the years, but the program as it is now, I really kind of yeah stepped in and developed, and students kept saying more, 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 and we kept finding a way. So now we have a dance major, a minor. Beautiful facilities. Yeah, it's a great place to be. Yeah, and now you have the the, the new events center, yeah, right? Myrtle Wilson Performing Arts Center. It's amazing. Gorgeous. I have not been inside, but yeah. I've, I've 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 ran by it like during the entire process of it. Uh, yeah. Getting it's even a, more striking yeah. inside. It than really it is. Outside. is. is it? Yeah, That's come so, see a dance concert. We produce seven concerts a year. So yeah, we, I need to take my kids to to do that. Like my kids love performing arts, <gasps> and yeah, uh, they did the. The Spokane Youth Theater, the or mm-hmm. um, yeah, CYT. They did like a a, a summer like course, and Fun. and I really want to get them out to more events to see. Like we went and saw Hamilton, good, and we see go to other events that absolutely. But uh, I would like them to just be even more involved and yeah. seeing the everything because I don't think people realize how much there is to offer in Spokane. Hallelujah! Because you don't. I wouldn't, not many people would know like, oh, we should go to Gonzaga and see what they're doing. But like that, that really exists. It does exist. (laughs) Yes. And we love our Broadway touring shows, but you're absolutely right. The universities are producing theater, dance and music. And Mm. we have so much here in Spokane. Yeah. Yeah. And the best way to find out about that is like just going to... Going online. Going online and looking it up, right? Yep. Yep. We've got a great ticket system now. So come get tickets. Well, awesome. Uh, I th- appreciate I w- appreciate that aside because I really wanted to I I think we could do an entire podcast about about all the arts in Spokane because I think it's just let's do it an amazing <laughs> uh, community and I mean I have we have terrain right downstairs right. which is really cool to be above and and help out there when I can and uh, I just the arts community is just is so such a such a nice little community not a little it's so much bigger now but uh yep. good people very very good people. But we're here to talk about TEDx Spokane. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what a TEDx or a TED Talk is, uh, please go and do a Google search on it because there's, I would say, I won't say millions, but there's thousands of uh, TED Talks that you can find and find a topic that you really enjoy. Uh, you did a TED Talk, Suzanne. I did. Uh, what was that one? So I did a TEDx Talk. So oh, it was here in mm-hmm. Spokane and it's called Leveraging Passion. Mm-hmm. So if you... Yeah, look on um, the TED system for leveraging passion, I'll pop up. But what it's about is, yeah, taking what fires you up and and going in that direction and seeing where it takes you. And so I tell a story about some work I did in Nicaragua um, Mm. and how that really transformed a question that was asked by one of my students in Nicaragua, how that kind of directed my career for, mm. for, you know, decades afterwards and continues to mold what I do as a dance professor at Gonzaga. Well, that's awesome. I definitely should go watch that. I, yeah. I, need, I started watching it like about an hour ago and then I like, <laughs> as I was prepping, but I need to, I just need to watch it. It's not in the thing about Ted, Ted talks are that they're, they have to be under a certain amount of time, right? Yes. They have yeah. to be like, 12 minutes or less or I think the the guidelines uh, I'll be corrected I think it's like under 17 mm. but um we can talk more about TEDx Spokane kind of what we pivoted yeah. to last year 
Yeah. Yeah. But let me just say that, you know, you can be 17, but I've coached them and mine is, I think like 10 or 12 minutes, which mm. to, in my mind is almost a little too long. It's good to go shorter than yeah. longer, but it's a good 12 minutes of your life. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed one that I watched recently with Brooke Matson. She did one on a TED talk, TEDx talk on ADHD. Mm. And I recently discovered that I have had that later in life. And, mm-hmm. and the way she kind of laid it out, laid it out in her uh, TEDx talk was just really insightful. And I send it to people when I'm trying to explain like what I'm going through. How helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, but there's so many different, different topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we t- talk about that, like what is the difference between a TED talk and a TEDx talk and what specifically TEDx Spokane is? Sure. So um, I joined the board here maybe five years ago. uh, And so we are the Northwest X Talks, which is the Mm. sponsoring body, the nonprofit that puts on TEDx Spokane. TED is the global where you see the Bill Gateses of the world and the, Mm -hmm. you know, all these famous folks on these really fancy stages. TEDx X equals independently organized TED event. And they license these individuals to do them a certain way. We have to follow their protocols, but they're done in, in a, you know, from school gymnasiums to like in our case in the Bing, and it feels like a real professional show. So it is a local independent version of TED, but we have to f- abide by all of their rules, submit them to TED and um, get reappointed and re-licensed um, every year. Wow. Um, and what's that I mean? Is the process pretty difficult to go through or like once you're in it, is it like pretty standard to so one of the interesting things is that to be a license holder, you have to have attended a TED Global Conference. Okay. So in our case, Jamie Tender, who's the head of school at St. George's, mm-hmm. which was the founding organization for TEDx Spokane, um, went to Glasgow and he attended. And because he had then been there and done the experience, he applied. And now he is our license holder. So he is the person that is our contact with TED uh, to put this on annually. You're allowed to do it one year but you have to limit your numbers to under a hundred and kind of a proof of concept. But once you want to become a true TEDx blank uh, presenter, you then have to go through these, this process and be a licensed presenter. And so it's not an insignificant commitment uh, to attend that conference. It's hard to get into, but um, it's going to be in Vancouver next spring, I think. And oh, so wow. we hope to send another board member there to just have a little deeper bench. So if Jamie ever decides to take a job somewhere else or he's had enough of this, he can move on and we can have uh, the next TEDx Spokane licensee. Wow. Is it difficult to go to a TED, a TED Talk? Like, is it like, does it? You, I, the tickets are not inexpensive. And, and we're finding even as a presenting organization that we can get a discounted ticket um, I don't think it's a trade secret. I mean, it, it's $5,000. Oh. And I think to really attend, if, if like, you know, if just I wanted to attend as an individual, I think the tickets are more than that, which is astonishing. But then you think about the level of talks you're going to hear, mm. the production value they put on. I think it's quite a quite an event, almost like going to the Super Bowl, but still not an inaccessible, which is why it's so great that those are all online, accessible to everyone for free. Yeah. And don't, don't you have to apply to not just anyone can go, right? I, yeah, I know we had to apply to have our, our person come as a um, potential licensee. I don't know if you could just attend and write a check, but uh, it's, it's a big deal. But again, those are all, once they're produced and online, then we've got um, access to those uh, as content worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you, 
I mean, do you know the history of te- like TED Talks, like th- when it started or anything like that? Like, I, I don't really know too much about it. I know, I mean, we can all research, but I'm curious if you know anything offhand. Hmm. Take a sip of my beer. I, I wish I did. Okay. I, unfortunately, yeah. I don't. I, do, I no don't worries. know who Mr. Ted founder <laughs> is, to be quite honest with you. Uh, yeah. But the cool thing is you these independently produced TEDx's, are, I mean, they're... They're not like going to spending $5,000. You can go to the event here in Spokane and it's very, what, is it a very community oriented? Like the people that apply, is it all, is it regional? Is it more local? Like who is talking? I mean, not shouldn't say, you don't need to tell me who is talking, but like, what is a type of applicant that you kind of get out of TEDx in yeah. Spokane. So when, when we open up, which will be in this, you know, for next year, we'll probably open up applications first of January for mm-hmm. the 2023. We'll get hundreds of applications and they'll do an online form through it and that'll get vetted. And then from there, you know, the, the curators of which I'm not one of those, those are two different gentlemen this year doing it, but they'll then, you know, pull that down to maybe 40 and then we'll have actually live rehearsals where they'll just do a, you know, very quick three minute up in front of a small crowd and kind of talk about their big idea mm-hmm. and the audience can ask questions. And from there, then they cast the show. Um, typically I would say we skew to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know we've got uh, folks coming one from, uh, Northeast, uh, up in Canada this year. Um, we've had folks come far afield. And so it's not exclusively a, you don't have to be from the area, but we tend to, to, find those are our speakers I mean, for if the most it, part. since it is like a regional originally regionally based like yeah. the people that are applying are mostly from the area yeah right? typically so. and um uh but again once once their talk happens and we submit them to ted then they'll be uploaded onto tedx Spokane website and mm. so they're out there just like suzanne's for the world to see and uh one of our uh alumni i'll call him he's got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views of his talk, which is really kind of a fun little, yeah. little feather for him. Suzette, what is it like to apply and get selected? What was that process like? Yeah, you know, much like Mark talked about, I submitted um, a proposal for my big idea mm-hmm. and um, it was vetted and I was interviewed and went through that whole process. So yeah, getting to do that is 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 quite a honor and quite a treat and, um, preparing for it. It was a, a real, was a real gig. Um, it's been interesting as a coach at different times to see how different people approach it. But mm-hmm. in my mind, it was like, all right, well, what I'm presenting will be on the internet then for perpetuity. So I really wrote a script and rewrote a script and rewrote it and then memorized it for the performance so that I could feel really confident about what I what I presented. You're giving me anxiety thinking about that. I, 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 I like <laughs> no. when I was a, no, it's when I was in high school, I did some public speaking and uh, having to prepare and memorize stuff. This gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's different for everyone. No, right. Yeah. Right? And my life has been the performing arts. So to me, it was actually a real gift to be able to take so much time to really mm. craft it. Yeah. Um, and because it was about my journey, you know, in Nicaragua and the development of my um, career and the, program that we have right now at Gonzaga Zag Dance, it, it felt good to really dive into it and prepare that. Yeah. I do want to give one someday. <laughs> I, 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 I do think it's something that I could do. I just, you know, I, I, I need to have a, have a story to tell. I, I'm sure I could find something yes. from, from my life. Every, is every year have a theme? So 
that's not a requirement, okay. but, but we have had themes for the talks. Mm-hmm. Um, predictors and prognosticators was one year. Yeah. Um, the last couple of years we haven't, we've just let the TEDx Spokane brand be the theme. Mm. Um, and um, I, I think that's probably good and bad. I think sometimes if we have a theme, people try to tailor their speech to mm. fit the theme, whereas versus the opposite is, you know, we get all these different speakers and then build a theme around that. Mm. So uh, it goes both ways, but it's not required to have a theme. The one question I was have been thinking about before we were doing this interview is, is there, like, TED Talks are all kind of about, or I feel very inspirational typically. And does TED Talks or TEDx like, have like a, a, a mission statement, like of what they're looking for in a talk? Like, is there a recipe or is there a certain, like, is there a certain, like, uh, story you're trying to tell that you're trying that you're looking for. No, go ahead. Yeah, I think ideas worth sharing mm-hmm. is the is the uh, underlying okay. uh, theme. And uh, what's fun about that is part of what's required as a TEDx is we're required to show 25 percent of our content should be TED content. So during our live performance that we'll have at the Bing next month, mm-hmm. um, during intermissions or breaks between speakers, they will show different talks from folks far and wide, global. And um, I mean, we've had anywhere from, you know, 20 minute uh, version of somebody's talk to a, a guy did a fantastic thing on how to use one um, towel in the bathroom. And it, his <laughs> talk was probably 11 seconds long and it was fantastic, right? I, I remember it to this day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I don't think there is one secret uh, key to it. And, yeah. and, and I think that's what makes the evening exciting to go live and you just... You're going to see various um, uh, perspectives and and deliveries, and it's just a truly a live event. Yeah, yeah, the live event. I mean, it's wonderful to watch the recordings on the computer, and of course, we all do that. But there is something special about going to an event here in Spokane, hearing these speakers, right? So you're there, hearing their mm. breath, seeing them there like a live theatrical performance. But then there's breaks where there's other people in the lobby who just heard what you heard. And so it, you engage in conversation and community mm. building in, in kind of a different way, which is cool. Yeah. So 10 speakers, correct? Uh, how long does the event go for? So last year we pivoted. So we've done this now. This will be our 11th year, but last mm. year was our 10th year anniversary. So we thought how clever if we do 10, 10 minute talks. Mm. And so we cast it that way. It used to be an all day, an all Saturday event, kind of from a nine to three. Mm. And we found that perhaps we should pivot. People have a bit more of an appetite for an evening event. So yeah. it'll be 6.30, probably till nine. You'll get those 10 talks. There'll be um, uh, conversations like Suzanne says, with your, you know, seatmates between hand. Um, and some will go over, some will do, you know, 12 and some will do eight. And it's just, a, it moves along really nicely. Mm-hmm. And the curators do a nice job of kind of stacking the speeches to build and and, uh, and feed off of each other. And, and so it's, no, it's a really engaged, well thought evening for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When TED Talk, when TEDx started in Spokane, it it started at St. George's, right? Mm-hmm. And what was the inspiration to, to bring a TEDx to Spokane? So the head of the school at St. George's at the time uh, was not Jamie. It was it was Joe Kennedy. And he felt like this was a great way to bring people to the campus. You know, mm-hmm. If you know St. George's is up uh, north 
West Spokane and kind of remote. And he thought how, how great to have this uh, intellectual, uh, you know, community event. And they have a beautiful theater there that they built maybe 20 years ago. Mm. So it was started as TEDx St. George's School on the first trial basis and then continued there for about three or four years. And then the board, and this is before I joined the board, decided... I think we've outgrown that, frankly. And mm-hmm. so where could we perform downtown? And so we've partnered now with the Bing and have been there since. And it's been a great partnership, right? We're right downtown. We've got capacity for six or 700. Mm-hmm. Um, and their production value is great. They have the brick wall behind us. And so it just kind of has that cool feel to it. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the, how the evolution. So it's still St. George's is still the presenting sponsor. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Tender is still the license holder, and that's our tie to St. George's. Yeah, yeah. St. George, St. George's is such an amazing campus. I've only I only know it because I used to run cross country uh, at Mount Spokane, and we would go on runs like on the property and on like by the little Spokane, and uh, it is a really cool place. Though I've I've never got to, I should. I'm sure I you can go tour it and mm-hmm. and but it is it's a really it's a really cool campus. <laughs> it's really nestled yeah. there right next to the little Spokane. It's such a cool spot. It is. I feel kind of lucky because I my, when I gave my TED talk, um TEDx talk, that was on the campus of St. George's before Mark was on the board and then just a couple of years ago, I um, partnered with a colleague from Gonzaga who's a biology professor, mm. and he gave a TED Talk of a performance of his research that we had done together. So I got mm. to be a part of that, and the students were part of that downtown. So yeah, kind of seeing both sides of it. Yeah, it was kind of, a, I remember when it came to Spokane, and it was it was kind of a hot ticket, because I, 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 it it, you couldn't buy tickets originally, right? Or was it like a private mm. event? I don't remember. The early years, I, yeah, it was definitely sold out because it was a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we've sold out at the Bing too. Yeah. So I would encourage people, you know, we've really worked hard. Our sponsors are fantastic. So we have some some financial sponsors who help underwrite the cost of putting this on. Um, but the tickets are 35 bucks. Um, and that's, that's after all the fees and, and whatnot. Um, we also have a live stream option where you can do it for 25 bucks dollars um, anywhere in the world and so we do record it and live stream it as well so we wanted it to be accessible but at the same time we don't want people to just be waiting till the last minute because yeah we, we can sell out and that yeah. and that's happened spokane's spokenites are infamous for uh waiting to the last minute unless it's hamilton <laughs> <laughs> or gonzaga games or gonzaga <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. uh what are you looking forward to this year's event? Like, mm-hmm. so it's the first year you you had an in person event last year. We did, but we it did. looked a little different, correct? Um, you know, we all had masks on and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, we were back in the Bing. I think there was a, some reluctance to folks still being out and about, so we were mm-hmm. hoping to be sold out and full and that energy that that crowd can provide. Um, they've cast a uh, again a very diverse group of individuals from a you know. Young lady, I think she might even be in middle school, uh, up through adults with lots of life experience, and so I, I just think it's it's an it's a chance to hear from folks in a you know produced, inspiring way that you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, I, I should I got to shout out my buddy uh, Chris Kilduff. Um, I actually produce his podcast, and he's he got the call to to be one of the speakers this year, and I'm excited to to see his yeah. uh, his talk because. 
he's a he's a foodie, a local foodie, and it's going to be all about talking about that. That's so exciting. It is cool. Well, and for anyone who's interested, if you go to TEDxSpokane.com, mm-hmm. the speakers are up there with their bios and a little bit about what they're going to talk about. So yeah. if, you're, if you're curious, if you know anybody who's going to be there or just want to see who's going to talk. Yeah, absolutely. The organization as like TEDx Northwest, like what is... Are there plans to do more like or is there can you do more or is it like a thing that you can only do one per year? Like, is there going to be a TEDx Northwest someday? Like, is yeah. there a, a bigger event on the horizon? <laughs> trying no, to scoop you. <laughs> no. It is a great question, actually, because there there is the potential, much like terrain has grown from mm-hmm. you know uh, a single event to this year round uh, entity. Yeah, I know there's 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 desire and potential for Northwest X talks to then could be to sponsor, you know, other regional uh, mm. TEDx, I don't know, just pick one, Coeur d'Alene or something like yeah. that. And so that's possible. We've done some salons, uh, which were a chance to come together with maybe a alumni speaker mm. and go to a wine bar and have a informal event about what have you done since your last talk and how has your talk changed your life and those sort of things. Um, and we're just kind of finding our way as far as what the the next iteration of that should be. But mm-hmm. yeah, as the sponsoring agency, certainly we're open and available to do those kind of things. And it's just finding the, the right fit for that group. Yeah. I think uh, TEDx Spokane podcast sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like how how does TEDx Spokane like support itself? Like is, is it a, um, a nonprofit is it, it is. Yep. So we're a 501c3 and we've had some longtime uh, corporate sponsorship, which is amazing. WCCU has mm-hmm. been the uh, flagship sponsor um, and has been incredibly supportive. There's been others. Broadway trucking has been there since the beginning. And um, again, those are all listed on our website. And I don't mean to mm. slight them by not li- listing them all. But so we do get corporate sponsorship. Then we also have ticket sales to the event. And so those ticket sales then also offset our costs of producing the event. I mean, we're all volunteers, the board, the, yeah. the staff, the, everyone does that. Um, but we have to, one of the stipulations of being in TED is to uh, have it professionally videotaped and mm. produced that way. And so we hire a wonderful group that does that for us and the live stream and those sort of things. So there's, there's costs, even though it's a, you know, we don't have staff. Yeah, I think people often don't realize that when you are putting on these humongous events that there are people behind it that, and there's a lot of infrastructure that goes into making the event happen. Uh, There's a lot of people that need to be, that are getting, that need to get paid. And uh, I see a lot of that in Spokane where people just don't realize that there's people behind the scenes in some of these organizations that have to, this is how they make their living is by running this organization. Is there anyone full-time on at TEDx? There's no one full-time. We did a couple of years ago hire a managing director, which okay. is a contract position that we brought in, mm. um, Haley Leidig, and she is uh, kind of keeps us all the P's and Q's and, and keeps us going year over year. She mm-hmm. does events. Uh, I think she does the Rosars Open. And okay. so she does some, some big events like that, and she's been fabulous for us to have that. Uh, yeah. But otherwise it's vol- volunteer, like you yep. said. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, and it, so it's the event itself is October eighth. It's at six o'clock, six thirty, six thirty. And what like 
in I, w- I want to in 2019 you sold out, correct? So 20, they usually yes. it typically sells out, like in but but COVID or I should say I shouldn't say COVID has made it people reluctant, but what has been the challenge of getting it to sell out over the last year? Is it just people just the reluctance or is it just people not knowing about it or I think what, what do we need to do to make sure this gets sold out? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just that constant battle of you, you think you've hit every channel to make mm-hmm. people aware. And then you, you know, on October 9th, people are like, I never knew that was happening. And so, <laughs> um, so that's just, that's just our challenge because I think it's very accessible. It's not, um, it's not a $5,000 ticket, like I say, to get in. And mm-hmm. so um, it's just getting the word out you know, on events like this. And I think, you know, as, as we all see Spokane grow, the arts grow and so many opportunities, everyone's, um, you know, vying for those performances. But, mm-hmm. you know, like like you said, a lot of people maybe don't even know that TEDx exists. And, yeah. and what a phenomenal thing that, you know, each year you can go and, and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a cool thing that Spokane has. And mm-hmm. if you're love our city it's definitely something you should go and support because it's mm-hmm. it's important to support events like this because it's what brings more events like this to Spokane like when you're saying Vancouver has a TED talk like i don't mean it might be out of the equation to have a Spokane TED talk but maybe not like i could see us hosting that someday who knows uh the actual TED conference. The actually, the actually TED con- conference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had a World's Fair here, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, Shoot for the moon. That's exactly. Because, yeah, and I think the more and more people that can get out to this, it's it's such a, you know, being a part of this community and, you know, show up for the community. If you are about the community, you should definitely, there's no reason for you not to go to this. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, well, thank you so much. I mean, wh- what am I missing from TED? I feel like we've covered a lot, but I feel like we've only scratched the surface of what TEDx Spokane is yeah. about. Like, you know, a- one thing that I would say is just like when you know when you said you find a subject that's really interesting to you and you mm-hmm. can find a talk on it. I think that's what's so great about the curators that put together the TEDx Spokane events, because you may listen to one talk where it doesn't quite resonate with you, but then, you know, there'll be another one there Mm -hmm. and that will resonate in a different way. So it's, there's kind of something for everyone at these TEDx live talks. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, everyone should go. Yeah. Is there an easy way for someone to find the TEDx Spokane talks in particularly, like in particular, like, is it just getting on YouTube and finding it? Is it? No, we, we've uh, we've revamped the website and okay. so tedxpokan.com and then you should be able to go back and look. And I know they're populating them from recent to to past. So, okay. Um, so there should be fairly obvious, and if not, you know, click back because because they should keep populating, and you can see folks who have talked. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, you can definitely like you go to speakers on the website, and you can go to the different years, and then you can watch. You can just click on watch the presentation. Yeah, there you go. You should definitely go and check out all the different uh, speakers on your website and because uh, that's definitely a great tool for it. And, and that's where you buy the tickets, too. It's just TEDxSpokane.com. Yeah. And I think, too, that um, that's the beauty of, as Suzanne said, this live event is that what resonates with me may not be with Suzanne. And so you may sit through an evening and be like, wow, that third one was by far the best. And you're like, are you kidding me? The the seventh talk was, was I, I couldn't get enough. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just something about being at the live event versus it's great to be able to see them 
uh, online later, but the live event really does uh, just have an energy and a, and a vibrancy to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did kind of answer it, but I love asking everyone like why Spokane. So yeah, why, why? <laughs> yeah. I think that I feel like Spokane is for, at least for me and, and, uh, in my career, um, has been the perfect size, right? Mm. It's, it's got all the opportunity of a great city and yet it's not so overwhelming that we're stuck in traffic all the time. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, a um, you know, you can be a small fish in a big pond, a big p- fish in a small pond. I feel like the right size fish in the right size pond. Mm. No, it's been great. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we had family here, which, uh, Huge. has changed, but, at, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're, we're four hours from Seattle, right? So mm-hmm. um, I had an uncle who met, we went to a football game last weekend, and, and he drove up from his home on the west side, and it took him two, two and a half hours to get to the game. It took me four, and I live over here. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. So, so it's not that far to this megalopolis, but at the same time, it's uh, it's just a, a world away being over here, and we yeah. love it. I don't think people also realize that. Like, we, I mean, we are, you know, 250 miles from Seattle, but it's it doesn't. I do that drive all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really yep. an easy drive for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, I used to drive there, there and back in a day, in a day to go to football games mm-hmm. and baseball Absolutely. games. And, uh, and I, I do think like it is that element is like, it, we, we aren't that far away from, from Seattle, from a, if you really want to get to, you want to get to an Ikea, you can, you can do that. <laughs> you can find a way. You don't, we don't need an Ikea in Spokane. Just nah. take a day trip. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, thank you both so much for being on Spocast. And is there anything else you'd like to say before before we get off? I, I should say, um, yeah, plugging the 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 event itself. Yeah, October eighth uh, at the Bing. It's um, you, you won't regret it. You'll enjoy your your evening. I promise you. And uh, it's a good night out. And um, so I would encourage everyone to go to Texas Spokane and buy their tickets. Absolutely. And, uh, and support the arts, uh, and go and see one of your, yes. uh, 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 I was going to say dance recital, but that's not what concert, concert, Gonzaga uh, dance. Love and it. you say you, how many you put on a year? Oh, we put on seven concerts a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a, there's ample opportunity for you Seriously. to go and, and no excuse, no, no excuse. excuse. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And, uh, thank you all for listening. Peace. Gonna do it like me. Cause there ain't nobody like me Can't nobody do it like me You ain't seen nothing like me Just want to love yourself I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you singing louder Don't you just want to love yourself I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you singing louder Gonna do it like me This is a production of Spokecast.
Production Studios, located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.